Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Swearson Does Hair podcast. I'm Sue, your host for today, and I can't believe it, guys, we have made it all the way to episode number nine. I started this podcast a few months ago, never really thinking about where on earth it could possibly go. Uh, And in the last several months, it has been incredible. The response from everybody, the messages that I get on Instagram have been so heartwarming. So I just want to take a second and start today's episode by thanking you uh, from the bottom of my heart for the support of the podcast because um, apparently I'm doing something right. You guys, you guys like me. So um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, If you have a moment, while I really love the love that you guys are giving me on Instagram, if you could take a second and instead go to Apple Podcasts and click review and leave me a review, that would absolutely make my day because that helps more people discover the podcast and gets other hairstylists and makeup artists who work with brides the tools and information that they need to grow their business. Okay, so today's episode is about reading the room. Now, have you ever been on a wedding and there's a bridesmaid who you just know there's something about her hair or her makeup that she doesn't love? I'm sure we've all been there. And while it feels really crappy in the moment, it's really, really important as an artist and as a respectful business owner to come from a place of customer service and make sure that the people who are walking around are happy with how they look. The last thing we want is for them to go sneak off into the bathroom and try and fix it themselves. 99% of the time, they fuck something up. There's a little hair that's popping out. You know it would take you a half a second to push a bobby pin in and tuck it back in. They try and do that shit themselves, and the next thing you know, they look like they've been in the middle of a windstorm. So today I want to talk to you about how we can prevent that because a lot of it comes down to being able to understand body language, being able to read the energies in the room and being able to not only have a conversation and work on the current client, but also keep our ears and our vibrations open to how things are going elsewhere in the room. Is that bridesmaid, you know, pulling mom to the side and playing with the pieces by her face? Is she pulling them back and then looking at her mom and tucking them and has this questioning look on her face like, should I or should I not? I see it all the time, especially with bridesmaids and especially if their mom is in the room. So if it is the bride's sister's 
cousins, somebody, and mama is around, mama's probably got an opinion. So usually how I kind of prevent this is have conversations with the bridesmaids when they're sitting in our chair and just kind of be like, hey, we're going to leave the pieces out for right now. Let me know how you're feeling about it at the end. And then if you're not loving it, we can, we can fix it. We can, I don't, I try not to ever say fix it. Um, I say tweak it or change it or um, adjust it. Never really try and say um, fix because that gives the connotation that you've done something wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. They just want it changed a little bit so that they feel more comfortable with it. How things look in photos and how it looks on them might be two different things in their mind. And it may look really beautiful on their phone screen on that model, but they don't love how it looks on them. Or they didn't really know how they wanted the face framing pieces to begin with because that wasn't a part of the photo. And so they hadn't really thought about it. And when we leave them out, sometimes they're just not happy with it. So kind of keep an eye out. And then if there are moms and people in the room and they're kind of hovering because moms, they have a tendency to like really fucking hover like right over your shoulder or they'll stand in front of you with their head cocked to the side and be like, do you think she needs some more volume right here? Do you think maybe she needs, you know, they, they just love to put their input in. So, um, one of the ways, again, that I help to kind of prevent uh, issues later on in the day or in the morning by saying, um, well, this is what she showed me. Let's finish. Let's put the whole look together like we discussed and then take a look at it. Let her wear it for a little while. Let her evaluate it and then see how she feels about it. Because if there's something about it that she's just not into, we can absolutely go ahead and tweak that at the end. But I wanna make sure that I prioritize getting everybody's hair or everybody's makeup completely finished before we make any final adjustments. Please don't go into the bathroom and make any changes yourself. You will not offend me by coming to me and saying, hey, I'm just not feeling this. Can we make this change? Because the answer will always be absolutely yes. We absolutely can at the end. And that way you never know they might actually be like, oh, you know what? I wasn't sure about it, but the more I wear it, the more I feel good about it. So what should you be looking out for when it comes to reading the room? If you're not somebody who's really good at kind of paying attention to body language, I want to give you a few tips today. Things to watch out for. Uh, if they're touching the hair or their face a lot, chances are there's something about it that they don't love. If they love the way that their hair looks or if they love the way that their makeup looks, they are not going to risk fucking it up by touching it. So if you notice hands by the hair, hands by the face, they are uncomfortable. They are uncomfortable with some aspect of it. If you have a break in between people, you can ask them, hey, what aren't you loving about your hair right now? Or, hey, what aren't you loving about your makeup? Sometimes it is something as simple as they were blowing their nose 
and it messed up the foundation and now they're trying to pat it back in or they got teary-eyed when the bride was opening her gift from the room or something along those lines and it can be a really quick fix of here have a seat real quick before i get started on the next person let's clean that up for you boom you're done there you go let's dust you with a little set of settings powder or setting spray or something just so that they feel a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more confident and they're like oh okay thank you sorry i didn't mean to mess that up or if it's something where they're uncomfortable with it feeling like too much ask them you know does it feel too heavy for you um is it how it feels on the skin or is it the way you feel when you look at yourself in the mirror? Because sometimes when they look at themselves in the mirror, they're not used to seeing themselves with makeup and it could be off-putting. And then it can start a conversation about, all right, um, we want to make sure that this looks good in photos, but if there's something that I can do for you to make you feel more beautiful, to make you feel more comfortable and more like yourself, we can absolutely discuss that. We can we can make that modification for you. Why don't again, why don't you continue wearing it for a little while and see how you feel at the end. What I do personally is I do lipstick at the very end and I will be like, "Okay, when I do your lips, at the end, after everybody's finished eating and drinking breakfast and mimosas and, and snacks and things like that, I'm going to do your lipstick. We'll see how you're feeling about it then. And then if there's anything that we need to tone down or touch up for you, we can totally do that for you. Nine times out of 10 with my bridal party members, they're usually like, can we actually go a little bit heavier? Um, because I tend to be very light handed and my, my style is just very natural, but you may have the opposite and it might be, I, this just feels too much. This just feels too heavy for me. Um, and when you're touching it up, you can just take a clean brush and just kind of buff some of it down. Usually it's not actually about the makeup. It's about their comfort and about feeling heard and feeling seen and not that you have just been one of those artists who steamrolls right over them and gives them the excuse of, well, you need a lot of makeup because we're doing photos. They fucking know that. Like, please don't use that excuse for people because you're invalidating their emotions and their response to your work. You're now taking it personally and you're trying to justify what you've done. They don't want a justification. They want to feel comfortable and they want to feel beautiful. So do what you need to do so that they feel comfortable and that they feel beautiful. And you know what? It's, if it's the bride you've probably already had these conversations and you've probably already done a trial with her. If it's a bridesmaid, you know what? It's not about her. You're probably not really going to be using photos of her anyway. So if she wants something that you're just against, like just give it to her. Just give it, give her what she wants. She's the person who is paying for it and she's the one who has to walk around. Um, and she's the one who is going to badmouth you um, at future weddings and be like, ugh, I had my makeup done at a wedding when I was a bridesmaid for a friend of mine and they didn't listen and they made me look like a whore or they made me look like a hooker or they made me look like a clown. You know, all the crazy things that I hear from people and they probably looked great. They probably looked fine. 
but the artist didn't listen to them and tried to give them the excuse of, well, you have to wear a ton of makeup because it's for photos rather than being like, well, let me just take this clean brush and like fluff your face a little bit and emotionally satisfy you. You don't have to really change the makeup too much nine times out of 10. I mean, like you really don't. A lot of times I won't actually even put any more product or anything on the brush. I'll just work what's already there and either buff it back into place, um, soften the edge of the line, um, buff it down or so-and-so. And they'll be like, oh yeah, see, that was perfect. That was exactly that perfect. Yep. See, you listened. That was what I was looking for. They didn't actually really want too much about the makeup changed. They wanted uh, to feel beautiful. And so it's our job to understand um, both the physical and the emotional needs of our clients and be able to match that for them. Okay, so um, that's one way that you can approach it. Now, same thing goes for hair. Um, a lot of times they don't really actually want something changed about the hair. They're, they want to feel validated. And they want to feel validated in their opinion about what looks good. So you have to kind of remember to keep your ego out of it. All right. You're being paid for a job. You're not creating a piece for the Louvre. Okay. You're not Michelangelo. All right. You are not creating this masterpiece that's going out there into the world. Um, You are making somebody feel beautiful. You are making somebody feel happy. And yes, I get it. They are your walking business card. And a lot of people will use that as their excuse of, well, I'm, I'm going to give them what I think looks good because that's my name walking around out there. Well, if the person feels beautiful, they're going to talk about you in a positive way and they're going to light up and they're going to be excited and they're going to be happy. And that's going to lead to more sales. If they look great, but they feel ugly or they feel uncomfortable, you better believe that not very nice words are going to be coming out of their mouth. That is not what is going to bring you more business. That is not what's going to grow your business. It's not what's going to lead to referrals. It doesn't matter how fucking good they look. If they are talking shit about you as an artist, they're talking shit about you. Most of the time, the people that they're talking shit about you didn't even see the hairstyle or the makeup that you did. Okay. So don't get so caught up in they're my walking business card, okay? Because at the end of the day, they're your walking paycheck, all right? And so we want to make sure that um, their needs are met. And if we have to figure out, you know, we kind of have to play psychologist. What are they really upset about? What do they really want from this? Um, And sometimes it's just really to be validated. Again, the same thing to watch out for. If they're constantly seeking validation from other people in the room, if they're going around and they're asking, well, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think I should do it? Like, how does it look? Does it look good to you? It has nothing to do with the hair or the makeup. That is a them thing. That is an insecurity thing. That is a psychological thing. That is something that they need to work on. They are seeking validation and they are seeking attention. Often you'll see this from bridesmaids uh, who are relatives of the bride, okay? Um, Sisters will do this, 
All right. Um, a lot of times because it has nothing to do with how they look and everything to do with the fact that their sister is getting married and they don't know how to emotionally process that. Same thing with moms. They're looking for something to nitpick about. It hasn't had anything to do with your hair or your makeup. So it really does you no um, negative to just be like, okay, well, what can I change about this for you? What would you like? And a lot of times they're so emotionally invested in the whole hoopla of what's going around that day. They can't verbalize what they want. So sometimes you kind of got to play again, a little bit of psychologist and be like, okay, so um, let's try a little more volume or, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe if we just smooth this piece here, there we go. That looks beautiful. And they want to hear your encouragement. And they want to hear your validation and you telling them that they look beautiful. And I always joke with them. I'm like, don't worry. Whatever you like, I'm going to make it look beautiful. I'm going to make you look beautiful. I don't do shit work. And then they kind of chuckle and then they feel a little bit more relaxed. And I tell them, I've had my wedding day. I get to work with hundreds of brides and bridal parties over the course of my career in every year. I'll be doing this again next weekend. All right. I, it doesn't matter what I like. I want you to love it. I want you to feel beautiful because when you smile in your photos later, I want you to glow. So what's going to make you glow today? And usually it helps settle their nerves and it helps them to kind of be like, okay, this person's going to listen to me. This person is going to make me feel good about myself as much as you possibly can. You know, some people, again, it's just, it's, it has nothing to do with the hair and makeup and everything to do with the emotion of the day. And nothing you do and nothing you tweak or change is going to make them feel better. And so you have to kind of learn again to read the body language to listen to the tone of voice, to see how they behave once they leave the chair, to see, okay, is this a me thing or is this a them thing? What can I do? And as long as at the end of the day, the bride is happy with everything that you've done, I mean, fuck everyone else at the end of the day, really. Um, so if they're not 100% and it has nothing to do with you, don't worry about them bad-mouthing you because anybody listening is going to know, okay, this really had nothing to do with the hair or makeup. You were, you were a mess that day. Other things to take a look for, okay, to watch out for is frequent quips, trips to the bathroom. Um, so if they keep going into the bathroom, chances are because they're looking for the mirror. They don't want to look at their hair or their makeup in front of you because they feel like they're going to be scolded or they're going to be judged by you. So um, if you notice them going to the bathroom a lot, a lot of times I'll kind of be like, hey, so what's up? I feel like we're not completely happy. And then they'll be like, yeah, how did you know? And it's like, um, because I haven't seen you. You keep going and looking at yourself. What is it that you're not loving again? So I, I always go back to that question. What aren't you loving? Not what do you not like? Because that is more negative. But what are you not loving? Okay, because we want to get to that point. We want them to love it in the end. Uh, if they have tense shoulders or a stiff posture. Now, a lot of times this will kind of happen more in the chair 
all right? Especially when they're looking at their hair or their makeup at the very end. When you hand them that mirror and they're still just kind of stiff, all right? If they are uncomfortable, it's going to come across and it's going to show. And you're usually going to be able to figure that out pretty quickly. Um, that one doesn't really take a lot of experience to read. Um, short answers, okay? Same thing. If they're answering all of your questions and it's just fine, it's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Think of it like an angry wife. Like, fine. Everything's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Like, no, it ain't fine. Okay? Don't play the dumb husband here. It ain't fine. Let's talk about it. What aren't you loving? And sometimes they'll just need to take a break and they will need to go sit down um and think about things for a little while or um, emotionally process. Again, going right back to the same, it's a them thing. Sometimes they'll just need to emotionally process and then they can come back and they can have a conversation with you. Also, if they keep talking with others outside of earshot, conspiratorially, okay? So if you know, you know, that little whispering and kind of looking, specifically if they're looking in your direction, Chances are they're trying to get somebody else to hype them up to come over and say something. So if you preemptively go over there, okay, and you're proactive about it and you're like, hey, everything good? I noticed you looking over at me. Were you trying to get my attention? Did you need me for something? Did you need me to uh, touch something up with your hair or with your makeup? Uh, are the eyelashes still bothering you? Um, is there a pin that's poking you somewhere that you want me to readjust for you? All those kinds of things. You can think of a million different creative ways of saying, what the fuck? What, what's the problem? You know, but, you know, professionally. Um, and then if they keep looking at the mirror or if they keep pulling out their cell phone, the cell phone has become a clutch for a lot of people because they don't, they think that we don't realize that they're checking themselves out during the process. And it's like, your phone is blank. Like you're not actually texting or doing anything on your phone. You're either looking yourself in the reflection or you have your camera open. And then like, if they notice you looking over the shoulder and realizing it, you know, they'll usually quickly put it away. And it's like, okay, that's usually when I'll stop the service and be like, hey, are we feeling unsure about something? Let's talk. And a lot of times, just by validating them and saying, let's talk. You're opening up the conversation in a non-confrontational way where they can feel comfortable and relaxed expressing to you what it is that they're not happy about. If we've talked about something already, I can ask them, hey, you weren't sure about this. Have you decided you don't love it? You know, uh, this definitely comes into play when I am um, leaving pieces out around the face when I'm doing hair. I'll be like, hey, you know, we weren't sure about the face framing. Now, have you decided, yeah, it's really going to just get in your face and it's going to bother you all day? And then they'll be like, yes or no, and they'll tell you what's really bothering them. The more that they can feel like you've read their mind, the easier it will be. So sometimes you kind of got to play like fortune teller. 
out there. Um, there's a mentalist uh, kind of procedure where you just, it's called shotgunning and you're just throwing things out there and kind of seeing what sticks. All right. And you'll notice an eye twitch or a body language shift or an attention shift when you say the right thing and you're like, okay, that triggered it. That is what's actually bothering them. So sometimes if they can't verbalize, try that shotgunning technique to get to what the heart of the problem actually is. What is it that is actually bothering them? Um, are they unhappy with it? Are they uncomfortable uh, with whatever? Um, sometimes I'll say, you know, that, uh, that, that little piece right there, it's bothering you. I can tell, huh? You want me to fix that for you? You want me to adjust that? You want me to push that back in for you? And then they'll be like, oh yes, thank you. I really appreciate that. Now, other ways that you can prevent all of this while they're still in your chair is take a look at the common theme in the photos. And this is also very valuable when you're doing trials with brides. Look at the common thread. Does everybody in the photo have blonde hair, but they're brunette? Chances are they don't actually like the hairstyles. They just like the blonde hair or they like the fact that they can see more dimension. So if you notice a common theme, starting out by having a conversation about that and being like, hey, I notice everything that you're showing me. The styles are kind of all over the place, but everybody has blonde hair. I think what's drawing you to these photos is the blonde hair and not the actual hairstyles themselves. Let's take a look at somebody with your hair color and see if we can narrow things down for what you're going for. And then they'll be like, oh, I didn't even realize that that's why I was really liking those things. Or it's all worked by a similar or the same hairstylist. And it's like, okay, you like that overall aesthetic, but you like all of their work. You know, you don't know if you want it in a ponytail or a half up or an updo, etc. And it's really, it's that person's work and that person's aesthetic. And you're like, okay, well, I know what vibe we're going for. Let's narrow it down further. I usually ask how they normally wear their hair or their makeup so that way I know what is going to be close to their comfort zone. And then I'll just ask them outright, how close to how you normally wear your hair and makeup do you want to stay today? Do you want something that feels like an elevated version of what you would normally do yourself? Because sometimes that's all people want. They don't necessarily want somebody else to do something that they can't do. They just don't want to do it themselves. They can do their own makeup or they can do their own hair, but they don't want to be bothered. They want to be a part of what everybody else is doing in the room. They want to feel included. And that's why they've said yes to hair and makeup, not because they want a transformation. Not everybody wants to suddenly look like a Kardashian when they look more like Emma Roberts. Okay, they don't necessarily want to look in the mirror and see somebody new. They just don't want to do it themselves. Um, I'll always ask too, if they have a photo of themselves when they did love their hair or their makeup, especially if they've been a bridesmaid before. So I try and have as many conversations with people as I can while I'm working. Um, and I, I try and find out, well, have you ever been 
a bridesmaid in a wedding before. Oh, you have. Awesome. Did you get your hair and makeup done? Oh, cool. How did you like it? And then I get feedback. And then I can know if they had a bad experience and they say, oh, yeah, I didn't like that. It didn't look good. I can be like, oh, what didn't you love about it? Okay, good to know. I want to make sure I don't repeat that experience for you. You didn't like that your mascara smudged all over the bottom lashes. All right, good to know. Don't worry. I've got waterproof mascara. Everything that I use is waterproof. Would you feel more comfortable if I didn't put any eyeliner or any mascara on the bottom line and we just use a bit of eyeshadow instead? They might be like, oh yeah, that sounds great. And then you're giving them the control. You're offering a solution and letting them choose it rather than saying, okay, well, um, you have to have this because that's what you need for photos or that's what this photo that you showed me had. So that's why I did it. You can be a little bit more preemptive if they've had a bad experience or even if they're asking um, for a particular look and I notice, well, this might be a little heavy or it might be something that is going to smudge uh, if they're a heavy crier. And I can just kind of preempt and be like, hey, are we a crier? Okay, so maybe let's go a little bit lighter than what's in the inspiration photo just so that you don't have to worry. Everything I use is waterproof, but I want to make sure that you feel really comfortable and you're not worried in the back of your mind about your mascara getting messed up. Does that sound like a good plan of action to you? And again, we're letting them make the decision. You're presenting an option or a solution to a potential problem that they could have. Again, when it comes to eyeliner as well, I've had a bride who went into the bathroom and completely fucked up her makeup because I had asked her if she wanted eyeliner on the bottom. And she says, yes, I always wear my eyeliner on the bottom. And this is, you know, I'd only been doing makeup for like about a year or two at this point, full time. And I did not think to clarify, did she mean in the waterline or smudged into the lashes? And so I put it smudged into the lashes. But what she was used to was not in the lashes. It was in the waterline itself. And so she saw it down there and she felt like it made her look like a raccoon. And she hated it. And so she went into the bathroom and she tried to wash it off. Obviously, that fucked up everything. And I had to go back. And then she came into the room where I was doing uh, makeup for other people. And now she's been crying because she realized she totally messed up her makeup. And I had to really basically kind of start from scratch with her. Whereas if I had just said, hey, do you like it in the waterline or smudge into the lash line? We could have prevented everything. Um, from the outset. So a lot of times it really does come down to let's be preventative and make sure that we're asking enough questions and the right questions to get what they really want rather than what they're saying that they want or what they're showing us in a photo. Now, after you show them the hair or the makeup, watch where their hands immediately go. Do they keep their hands in their lap? Do they reach for their phone to take a selfie? Do they reach to hold the mirror to see a specific area closer or do they start touching their face or touching their hair? We talked about it earlier. One of those body language cues is touching, touching hair, touching face. They're usually putting their hands on an area that they're not happy with. So if you notice that they immediately go to touch something about their hair, chances are they're not feeling confident in it. Because if they did, they wouldn't risk fucking it up. 
You can remind them you're not going to be offended and you want them to feel beautiful. Remember, use the word feel beautiful, okay? Because they could look beautiful, but if they don't feel beautiful, it doesn't matter. So make sure that you're emphasizing the the emotion to it, how you want them to feel, because that goes over a lot better. Oh, I want you to look beautiful. Well, that makes it seem like you're more about you and your work being good rather than them being happy with what you've done. So sometimes, you know, just that little change in the words that you use can have a completely different effect on people. I like to leave out more pieces. Okay, in the very beginning when I'm doing an updo and they ask for face framing and I'll tell them at the very beginning, I'm going to leave out more. That way we can decide at the end how many pieces we want to pin back and you don't feel like it's empty Um, because sometimes they'll be like, oh, I wanted more pieces or I wanted it more here and they'll they're not even thinking. They'll just like reach up and start trying to pull pieces out. And you're like, oh my God, don't fucking touch it. Don't fucking touch your hair. What the fuck are you doing? Um, so leave more pieces out. And if you're somebody who does the hair and does the updos and whatnot and, and discusses the front before pinning everything in the back, that's the same thing as at the reveal or at the end. Um, I don't always start out by being like, how many pieces do we want left out? And kind of like ponytail holding in the back of their head and letting them pull pieces out. I'll kind of start out that way and just be like, okay, we're going to pull a few extra little pieces out. So that way when the style is done, we have an opportunity to pin a few pieces back to customize the front for you. All right. Um, And then as I'm pulling things back, I'm letting them look and kind of be like, okay, is this good? More or less? And kind of going from there. Also, before you start, make sure you ask them about their part. Don't just get started because that's the way that they have their hair parted. Sometimes people don't even brush their damn hair in the morning and that hair is parted that way because that's how they slept last night not because that's how they normally part their hair there have been far too many times you think I would have learned by now well at least I've learned by now but um you think I would have learned sooner uh always ask about the part because there are way too many times when I had to pull apart a beautiful hairstyle because they did not part their hair where they normally do And I just went off of how it was parted. So I always start off before I even section, before I do anything. Is this where you normally part your hair? And then they'll be like, huh, what? And I hand them a mirror and they'll look at it. They'll be like, oh yeah, 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 that's good. And then I will physically ask them as I'm sectioning and parting going, is this good? Do you like it where it is? Here's where the hair is going to start going back. And I get all of those little things off the table first so that way I know when I'm over directing the hair when I'm curling it when I'm prepping it where that hair is going to live on the head in the end so making sure to understand where my parts need to be at the outset will help me in the long run Uh, I always ask also about the level of volume and where on the head they want to see the volume sometimes they want to see the volume at the back Sometimes they want to see it like right smack dab on the the top of their head because they feel like their face is too fat or their face is too round and they like a lot of volume 
right in dead center because they feel like it elongates the face and they feel more comfortable that way. Um, we know what's most flattering as hairstylists, but that might not be what they are comfortable with. So I always make sure to ask them. Sometimes people want to see a lot of volume on the sides. And if the volume is just on the top and they don't see enough volume on the sides, they will feel um, like it's slicked back. And sometimes I just look at them and I think to myself, like, what the fuck do you mean? Like slicked back. It is not slicked back. You know, like this is not the 90s. I did not give you a 90s update, but they have past trauma. They have bad hairstyles that they've had done in the past. And they're seeing that when they look in the mirror. So make sure that you're really asking them the details of what they want so you know what their expectations are and you can mitigate things better. Because it all really boils down to setting reasonable expectations. Now, when it comes to makeup, you will want to ask them about the finish of the foundation. Not everybody wants flat, matte, full coverage. Do they want it matte? Do they want it satin? Do they want it dewy? And a lot of times people don't even know what the fuck dewy means. And they'll be like, well, what does that mean? And I tell them like a freshly hydrated, glowing skin. And they'll be like, oh, well, I don't want to look shiny. No, no, no. Shiny was not a word that I used. I didn't say shiny. I said freshly hydrated, glowing skin without, you know, matte skin with a streak of highlighter up the cheekbone, I tell them uh, that glowing, freshly hydrated skin look. And they'll be like, eh, well, I feel like that might be look a little too shiny. I tend to be oily. I say, okay, you know what? We can kind of go in between. We can go with a satin finish. It's not quite as glowy as a dewy look, but it's not as flat as the matte. Does that sound like a good compromise to you? Again, we're offering a solution and we're making it about them and their choice. Uh, again, also ask about the, the finish of the blush or the shadow. Just because they showed you a photo of matte doesn't mean that they don't want some shimmer in there and vice versa. So I asked them, do you like a shimmer to your cheek or do you just want some highlight? Uh, do you like shimmer to the eyes or do you like it all matte? Do you want glittery eyeshadow or do you want shimmery eyeshadow? And then I make sure that I have um, tools to show them the difference. And sometimes that is a, a difference of showing them the eyeshadow or the, the blush in the pan and being like, like this or like this. Or showing them a photo that I have on my phone. Um, and this is where some Instagram strategy can come in if you're taking my course Visibility Factor. I teach you how to strategically use Instagram to not only grow your business and build your audience, but also as a valuable tool on a wedding day um, to show people the difference in looks and then give them the choice. Also asking about allergies. I can't believe how many times I've started to do somebody's makeup and the first thing I'll ask, do you have any allergies to anything? Before I get started, are you allergic? To anything and they'll be like wow nobody's ever asked me that before they just got started i'm like well you know i want to make sure that our face doesn't puff up so no no allergies and they'll kind of give me a little chuckle or something along those lines and they'll be like no not unless you plan on giving me any penicillin today i'm like well you know none of that in my kit no mold either ha 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 you know so i try and just kind of like joke around with them 
um, and try and make people as comfortable as I can when uh, when I get started. And it usually leads to them being a little bit more forthcoming in their information and being able to answer my questions a little bit better because they're not so focused on, oh my gosh, this is a professional or whatever. Some people can just be really intimidated by the concept of a professional hairstylist or a professional makeup artist. So I try and get them as relaxed as possible and just be like, yeah, um, I'm a regular schmo like you. Um, what do you want? What, what can I give you today that will make you happy? Ask them about their skin. You know, are they oily? Are they dry? The combination. Where? And then don't assume that they actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Sometimes people will be like, oh, yeah, I'm really oily. And I look at their skin. And I'm like, you have like microscopic pores. There's no way your skin is oily and your pore size is that small. They just don't like any type of freshly hydrated looking skin. Or they had breakouts as a teenager. And so they started using products for oily skin and mattifying and oil absorbing to fight the acne. And now they have chronically dry skin and they don't even realize it. They just think because I had breakouts as a teenager that I have oily skin. Or if they had oily skin when they were younger, that that suddenly means they're going to have oily skin for the rest of their life. And same thing with it being, you know, dry. Sometimes people will be like, oh, yeah, I have really dry skin. And I'm like, you don't have dry skin. You have flaky skin. Your skin is oily and flaky. It's not the same thing. So don't assume that they know what they're talking about when they give you answers. Make sure that you're actually going in and analyzing and asking for as much information as possible to get to the root of what the real answer is. And then just in general, when it comes to consultations, whether you are working behind the chair, whether you're dealing with brides, um, anybody, a good rule of thumb is to always repeat back what they said, but in different words so that you can confirm that what they really meant or you can clarify an aspect of it. So when they say they want volume, okay, you can say, all right, what I'm hearing is you want it nice and soft and away from the ears on the sides. And they'll be like, yes, that's what I want. I don't want it slicked back. Okay, cool. Do you want the top of your ears covered or not? And that way you can go in and you can further clarify. All right. Or, or ask them, you know, they'll say, oh, I want a lot of volume. It'll be like Texas volume, Snooky volume. What level are we looking for on like a scale of one to five? They'll be like, oh, I want a lot of volume. So I'm like, so like a five? They'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I really want it like a three. Well, how the fuck did you say you want a lot? Like if I gave you a scale of one to five and you said a lot, I'm going to assume you want the maximum. But what they really meant was like a three. A lot is not a little, but it's not too much. And that's just like really weird thought processes that people have to make sure that you're you're repeating back to them what they're saying to you, but putting it in a different way. Don't just repeat back the words that they said because, you know, you could be like, well, you said natural. Well, really what they wanted was neutral. Okay, so if they're saying, oh, I want natural and you don't put enough on them, they might be like, um, but, but I feel really plain. I was like, well, you said you wanted natural. It's like, well, I, but I wanted more eyeliner and I want more contouring and I want this and that, but they just wanted it in nudes. And it's like, oh, okay. 
You just didn't want like candy colored blush and eyeshadow and a lot of frost and shimmer. You wanted heavier makeup, just neutral colors. I'd be like, yes, that's what I wanted. Okay, now we're on the same page. So it all comes down to communication and being able to, to read their body language and reading their tone of voice to be like, okay, what I'm saying is this, and they, are they responding positively or are they responding negatively or are they really looking confused right now? What other words can I say to make sure that we're right on the same page? So um, I hope that you found this information helpful whether you are using it on a wedding day to avoid a potential situation where somebody is unhappy with their hair or their makeup, or if you're using it as a way to uh, up your consultations when you're working with your brides. Um, if you loved today's episode, I would love if you gave me some feedback. As always, you can send me a DM on Instagram to at beautybizcollective or you can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Do you wish you could gain clarity on how to reach your dream brides online so you could know how to tailor your marketing strategies in a way that immediately makes them think, oh my God, I need to book this person. When it comes to social media, do you want to set yourself up for success by having a plan of action rather than just posting and praying your dream bride sees your message? Do you want to start attracting the right brides who don't try to haggle your prices and love the styles you're already creating but aren't quite sure how to do that on your own? I'd love to invite you to join me inside my free training, How to Book More Brides Without Spending Hours on Social Media Each Week, where I tell you exactly how to do just that and book brides faster, easier, and with less effort. You can sign up for free at www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides and get access to all the tools you need to build and grow a powerfully successful bridal hair and makeup business without the gimmicks in as little as 90 days. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.